0: That's right. Well, maybe. I don't know. Boba Fett <laughs> might be back. We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to TRB, everybody. We are the Resistance Broadcast, the official podcast of Star Wars I'm John. Thanks for joining us today. Monday, Star Wars news is what we talk about. We uh, give our takes on all the latest news of the past week in Star Wars. Uh, James and Lazy. Lazy. <laughs> Whoa, Freudian. <laughs> no <laughs> i am the farthest from
1: lazy <laughs> yeah. like literally no this
0: to, that's that's, that's, my, that's
1: overachiever my crazy person
0: james and lacy with me as always so that, that's me. what happened there um that was the first time i screwed up your name in like five thousand shows it's just uh,
1: uh there was one show you called me Elisa. remember
0: oh well, now you're bringing that back up so now now it's a problem big problem <laughs> um so I'm just saying <laughs> so we had uh we'll get into the boba fett thing later but um because who knows right i mean we're getting close anyway it's uh october in a few days so it's almost mando month but um mm-hmm. this past friday we had our uh make solo 2 happen pseudo event via the solo mm-hmm. watch party and we want to thank everybody who joined us on our live stream commentary in the live chat. A lot of people commenting, talking about the movie, interacting with us, getting their comments read on our commentary, which is now preserved on the channel and also the audio version on the Patreon page. So uh, it was a fun time. Solo, again, it just, it, it again, reinforces and reinvigorates my love for that movie because it's just, it was just one of those, it's one of those positive things and it's just a feel good thing. So um, I'm glad we did it. Glad we did. That was fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. A lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And I hope everyone got their pin. Makes a little happen pin. Oh yeah. I...
1: And entered our contest, which is currently going on. Yes.
0: Yeah, so the contest is uh with jewelry brands at jewelrybrands.shop. Uh we have a retweet contest that is going on right now. And you could win Hans Dice. I don't know if I have one here, but Hans Dice on a keychain, which you know. Mm-hmm. What's better than that? Han had to hang his on the mirror. You get to hang yours right from your key, right from your Mm -hmm. keychain. So you have had to retweet that. Um, And if you realize what the quote was from the image, good for you. That means you're a diehard solo fan. (laughs) And then, Lacey, what's the Instagram version? What do they have to do for that?
1: Instagram is follow us, follow jewelry brands, and comment with a specific direction. Now, last time, I accidentally messed up the directions and then changed (laughs) them. But I promise they're right this time.
0: Okay. Um, and when when do we want to announce the winners on that next Monday
1: yeah next Monday yep
0: okay so next Monday we'll announce the winners for that and then uh we'll obviously in October get another one going and uh it's
1: gonna be a good one
0: if you October, can hmm. guess the theme based on what's going on in Star Wars maybe you have an idea what the giveaway might be but
1: Palpatine
0: we, he's back he's returned the <laughs> official
2: announcement of solo 2. <laughs> <laughs> Right.
0: the official announcement of Star Wars Job episode of the hut. 10. <laughs> Palpatine yeah. re-returns. Um, no, but uh, we want to thank Jewelry Brands. We, you know, we've had a great relationship with them. And uh, every time I go to their site, I find something new that I could I would not have imagined. When you think of jewelry, um, especially a lot of like hardened guys out there, like, oh, it's jewelry. It's just for girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Jewelry Brands has awesome stuff. Like yes. so,
1: A lot of their stuff, they've got more guys and girls stuff they got I like cufflinks and yeah. money clips and stuff like that yeah, yeah. perfect especially because
2: guys can wear necklaces and earrings and <laughs> yes stuff.
1: i think the necklaces i got from them actually are guy ones because they have the thicker chain which is usually the sign of like it's mm-hmm.
0: it doesn't yeah. matter it really doesn't, it doesn't but matter millennium yeah.
1: falcon and uh kylo ren helmet is super cool
0: yeah the stuff they have is really cool and i didn't even know until we kind of um, be, begin a relationship with them That they have like light up stuff And all this all these crazy mm-hmm. accessories So very cool Jewelrybrands.shop 10 off Yeah Easy. if you want 10% off Go uh, at checkout uh, Again Jewelrybrands.shop uh, Use TRB at checkout And get 10% off So there you go um, Steal But uh, yeah So we're going to get into the news now uh, James is going to take us through The latest stories uh, Happening In our favorite Space opera franchise uh, James what's going on this week?
2: The resistance. Disaster. Peril. (laughs) Oh, what's the Jeff Goldblum one that he says? Um,
1: I don't know. John's the quote guy.
2: Yeah, no, John, you had it like right away. Uh, Crestfallen. Um, It starts with a C. Crestfallen. That's it. (laughs) I'm I'm crestfallen. Oh no, (laughs) it's never good to be crestfallen. Uh, The Cassian Indoor series is doomed. Um, The showrunner Tony Gilroy has handed off the directing duties to Toby Haynes, Um, and John. This obviously is is big bad news, right? And has nothing to do with just simple, um, you know, connection between two countries, right? Yeah, you know what's funny about this is
0: um, when we were reporting on it. I was like, "How we got to make sure we make the headline at least for our, from our site not seem like um, this guy's leaving and Click this guy's taking over and blah blah." blah. Mm-hmm. So we positioned it as uh, the showrunner Tony Gilroy, and I made sure we left showrunner in there so people understand that he's still running the, sh- the show. Literally, yeah. uh, hands off the directing duties to uh, Toby <clears throat> Haynes. Where, and I, I, you know, to be fair, I haven't seen a lot of clickbait videos or clickbait articles saying that it's a disaster or anything yet so maybe like the people getting out in front of it like saying like this isn't a big deal kind of squashed those people from being able to write about it like i could just picture people hearing about it and like i gotta run down to the cellar and make my video and and hate on star wars and stuff and then they find out oh he's still oh i can't do this video now damn so so, (laughs) just so bummed out I gotta go look for
2: something so, else. Yeah, so let's explain it. What what exactly is going on with the so situation? So Tony Gilroy,
0: who's famous for uh, coming in and really saving the day on Rogue One with the rewrites, reshoots, uh, Gareth Edwards played ball, um, mm-hmm. it, you know, basically Tony Gilroy, Gareth Edwards would have been like a Lord Miller if he didn't like what they decided, which is having this other guy come in and do all this stuff. But he played ball, smart mm-hmm. move, people... S- see his name next to Rogue One and they love Rogue One like that guy directed Rogue One perfect so Mm -hmm. they bring this guy back he wasn't originally involved with the Cassian Andor series but they're like you did such a good job with Rogue One this is a spin off of Rogue One can you come back right we're rewriting the pilot rewrite the show can you show run this direct the first few episodes get this thing off the ground on solid footing the way we saw Rogue One the final product he's like I'm in So you fast forward and they're about to start production. Uh, They were supposed to start production a while ago, but you know, the rewrites, yeah, the COVID, yeah. Either way, that's all done. They're going to start early next year in production. He's supposed to be directing the first couple episodes. Travel issues, I believe he lives in New York. They're filming in UK. He's an older guy. Uh, there's a lot of restrictions. It's actually very difficult now to fly over there. There's a lot of issues going on still with this pandemic that people are like not even realizing. People are just looking at the bubble of the disease itself and not everything else that's impacted because no one's traveling. No one realizes how insane it is to travel, especially internationally. So he's like, "I'm still gonna run the show. I'm still I still wrote the episodes. I'm still executive producer." I don't, I don't need to direct these episodes. So, let's bring in the guy who was going to be directing some of the episodes anyway. This isn't a new guy they're bringing in. This Toby mm-hmm. Haynes guy was going to be directing two or three of the episodes later in the season. They're having him just uh, move up and direct the first few. So, it's really not a big deal. But uh, because of... I think it's a big deal because of the track record of Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. Like the, my best way to put it in perspective for fans out there, um, especially diehard Star Wars fans, because casual fans are gonna have no idea about this story. <laughs> they're, they're not even gonna care. <laughs> Some of them don't even probably don't even know there's a Cast and series. But yeah. think about the Sopranos. Tell me who directed the episodes of season one of the Sopranos. Go ahead. Oh, wait. Nobody knows. Nobody has any idea, and it's one of the greatest TV shows <laughs> of all time. You see what I'm saying? So this really is uh, just, only if you're really dialed into Star Wars and the production issues of Star Wars is this a story, and even then it's really not that big of a story, but we wanted to talk about it here to kind of put it in perspective, I think.
2: Yeah, and 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 Lacey, I mean, I, I'd love to have things to say about this, but this story is kind of like not like an opinion piece, I, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> do you have anything to I add to this? I have a lot this? of
1: opinions about international uh, travel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, um, it's it's a story in the sense of yay things are moving along and decisions are being made to get this into production. But other than that, it it's kind of a like you said a non-story in the sense of the bigger picture because it's like okay this is a logical step because of the current situation.
2: Yeah, it's so weird to me because it, it feels like a story that is kind of like it's n- not it's it's technically going to affect the end but not really so it's kind of like one of those things like um, like hey we just wanted to tell everybody we're gonna hold off shooting this scene for three days because someone you know has to go to like a funeral or something but anyway it's still coming out the same time nothing's really gonna be changed Um, just there was kind of a situational change we're gonna let everybody know because if somebody found out otherwise it might cause like some sort of drama or something like that, but it straight up is just like it has to do with like a travel ban and I other you know other like, things like that. Why are
1: even writing about this? Like, yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Like, are <laughs> but you? Toby are you, is great. You think he we have to Sherlock. do a press release on this or yeah. whatever? I mean, yeah. he's
1: a good director. He's done a lot of uh, BBC stuff naturally because he's in the UK. Uh, like Doctor Who, he did Sherlock, um, one of mm-hmm. the best episodes of Sherlock actually, um, with one of the most memorable scenes. So I. He's going to do great.
2: Yeah. I, need- <laughs> I famously do not like Black Mirror, but I I saw which episode this guy did of Black Mirror and I was like, oh, that's like the Star Trek one that they advertise all the time. So maybe mm. I'll check this out. I didn't make it all the way through, but I was like, yeah, this is probably the best episode I've seen of Black Mirror out of like three. So
0: I, I watched the first I that one and that was enough. I give that show very little like, credit. Nope. I know he did yeah. that Doctor Who show about um that doctor or whatever.
1: That doctor that's yeah. a doctor. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, uh, i i did i watched sherlock and i looked back to see which episode he did of sherlock and it was like one of the best it was like a 9.7 out of 10 like rated episode yeah. it's I, a great, I remember that episode now episode. yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and i'm just looking out i am
1: my favorite is the other woman or yes, the woman yeah i like that one too this um, one's good
0: too i am one of the biggest seinfeld fans that i know maybe one of the biggest uh of all time probably i have no idea who directed seinfeld so i just looked it up <laughs> hey, john, and i mean i'm a let, big office fan. me see and tom I find out all the time tom Sharones is like he directed almost every episode of seinfeld for the first four seasons and i hadn't i couldn't have gone to my head i couldn't have told you so it just puts it in perspective you know
2: john yeah. do, you, do you know this reference um hello newman 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 oh paul yeah.
0: ne- newman's own like the salad dressing
2: the actor yeah, yeah. actually you this is kind of a, a deep cut here but he has a, a like a neighbor who's like a mailman or oh, something oh the mailman And he comes right. to his house and they like don't get along right and so when he answers the door he's like hello newman. oh and he says are hello are you kind
1: sarcastic right now you have to be <laughs> being sarcastic right now
2: yeah let me try another one let me try No soup for you. (laughs) You heard that one? (laughs) Well, let's
0: giddy up to the next story, I guess.
2: All right. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito was uh, recently talking to People Magazine, and he kind of, I don't know if this was like a let slip... Um, But he was kind of inferring to the idea that there are going to be multiple seasons of The Mandalorian, including a third season and a fourth season. Um, I could get into the quotes, but it really just has to do with more along the lines of like, I could see this show really opening up around three or season four, something along those lines. Lacey, this story actually can have something to talk about. What do you think? Do you think this was a a slip up or do you think he's just like talking? What's up?
1: I think he's been doing so many interviews that he's losing track of what he's saying slash trying to find something to add to each interview so that that person has something to write about because mm. when you're doing eight interviews, you're like, oh, yeah, no, uh, I really worked this lightsaber and broke eight of them and the person's like, oh, that's that's what I'm going to run with. He broke eight lightsabers. Then the next mm-hmm. one's like, oh, he came into, you know, a situation with Baby Yoda and he's like, oh, that that's what I'm going to... So this guy was just like, he's like, well, you know... We don't really answer anything, but it's building and it could answer those questions in three or four seasons. And the person's like, oh, let me run with that. Three or four seasons. I think that it might have been a little bit of a slip. I don't think it's even the way he phrases it. He could argue that it wasn't a definite thing. But I think it makes sense that The Mandalorian would be three or four seasons. Like, yeah, Because if you're looking at the story itself, because there are only eight episodes so far per season... Um, they're really getting into the nitty gritty of a lot of these character stories. So they need four seasons to really explain the whole narrative of what's going on. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I want four seasons of the Mandalorian. I'd take eight seasons of the Mandalorian if it's a good story. Um, So yeah, keep doing interviews, Giancarlo, because keep giving us info.
2: Yeah, I mean, all these interviews are interviews for the show, but they're always interviews for yourself as well. Right. In the sense that, like, he knows if he says, yes, my character kills Baby Yoda in the, in this season, <laughs> then that that story is going to be like Giancarlo, uh, Giancarlo Esposito says, and then Giancarlo Esposito yeah. says, you know, and it's all the headlines and like his name is everywhere. Press, yeah i mean i just said it three times as an example of how it works <laughs> mm-hmm. john what did you think of uh this uh interview with him
0: um i mean i like this guy uh i think he brings a lot of um <laughs> just like a chill vibe to the star wars preciousness um mm-hmm. like it's who cares that he's like yeah in seasons three and four like people <gasps> oh <laughs> oh my God! They're making more seasons. Like it's like if he said if this interview was taking the place.
1: The noise in, you just made. I I it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, but if he, I like remember earlier. If this if this interview was like 2006 about him talking about like yeah and then in seasons 3 and 4 and he's talking about like breaking bad people are like oh cool cool can't wait that's going to be cool but it's into star wars like
1: oh man my
2: god
1: <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> like every time
0: so I I, I I think it's just the the star wars bubble again you know that's the theme i guess for me on the podcast today is that 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 perspective of other shows right so mm. But, and people are like, well, does this mean he's around for season three and four? I don't think that means that at all. I think John, this isn't
1: a joke. This is my life.
0: (laughs) I think this is just him kind of um, uh, just talking about the narrative flow of things and and him respecting John Favreau and knowing that he likes to play the long game and and that sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, also from. Just the logical perspective with Favreau, like most TV shows, as I understand it, get like a two-season deal if it's like a, a, a what they think is going to be a sure thing. I know Netflix does that a lot, the two-season yeah, deal. Yeah,
1: they do, the two-season thing. I don't know. Which it, is why it's surprising that they canceled Dark Crystal, because they usually do at least two.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I could see that getting picked up at, by Disney or something, but... yeah. Um, I, I don't know what Favreau's deal was with The Mandalorian or anything like that. It's very possible they just gave him a blank slate and were like, you keep making the show as long as you want after season one. You know, season one's probably the test, but out of the gate, who knows? Maybe it was like a limited contract on two and maybe three and four is where he can really cash in the big bucks and Then say, see, I gave you guys a gold mine. Now I can really make my money off you guys with this show. So I could see Favreau definitely doing that. Um, and this show is going to go on as long as John Favreau wants it to go along. I don't think it's going to be a situation where he leaves and someone else takes over. He's going to ride this thing to the end. Uh, it's going to be his, his show, his, his complete story to tell. We've seen a lot of TV shows, especially more in the sitcom realm, where the writers and the creators and stuff move on to other projects and other people come in, and the, the shows suffer from that. I mean, that nice. happens. Um, but I think with Favreau, this is going to be a deal where he's in it from beginning to end, and uh, Giancarlo is probably just kind of affirming that for us. Um, and, you know, I hope uh, – we'll talk about this uh, on Thursday, spoiler alert, but I, I hope this guy sticks around uh, for – multiple seasons because uh, i think he's a wonderful actor i like the freshness of his character um i hope it's not one of those deals where they're just like ah, we have got to axe him and then bring in that real big bad like we talked about on the podcast last week so yeah um i don't know i you know it's there's some freshness some freshness to his interviews they like to feel light uh he gives us information and he positions it in a way where it's not a big deal and i like that mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. for me um <clears throat> I mean, kind of piggyback on, piggybacking off of what I said earlier, um, I know how it works in the movie industry. I know how it works in the music industry, and I don't know that it works this way in TV, but I would imagine that when they signed this guy and probably a bunch of these people, they signed him for multiple seasons of the show um, just so that they have the rights to say, hey, we need your character back in season three or season four or whatever. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if his contract set is signed for four seasons so that he maybe has that in his head. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like what I was saying before is like all of these interviews are interviews for them as well. Um, he knows that he's, he, when he says, you know, the show really has a potential to get good in that third or fourth season, you know, if they do it, it's kind of a way to rally people behind the idea of continuing the show and specifically his character into season three and season four. It's like a, a, um, it's like a, a a negotiation like a public negotiation when he's saying this in the interview because of course we're doing this podcast here and we're saying i hope his character lasts to season 3 and season 4 and then people start to like get that in their head that that's that's how it goes you know so um i i i can't i can't say that they will do 3 or 4 seasons but i would imagine that contractually somewhere it's probably like john Favreau even probably signed a I get this much money in the first season. I get this much money in the second. I get this much money in the third and fourth. Uh, um, he already has a lot of creative control, but I imagine uh, as the show grows on, he wants those first and second seasons to be big so that he can really cash out on the third and fourth seasons um, later down the line. So uh, all of this starts to make a lot of sense, and and why he would say a third and fourth season. Not to mention those are just the two numbers that come after They've what's been confirmed.
1: A third right
2: Favreau, they've announced pharaoh said he, he said he's working he's on writing it. it yeah yes okay. but there's no official announcement that for the third season is coming um yeah. no yeah that the third season is coming there's no official announcement
1: oh uh, well he said he was working on it though
2: yeah I well, well i can Favreau work was, on a script for a movie but it's not I happening mean, it's until happening but they haven't it's tweeted greenlit. it yet. sure i, I agree yeah. i agree i'm just saying it's there's nothing um, official in the third season yeah i wonder
0: if like and maybe it's a case to case basis, but, you know, because a lot of these interviews are done where these people are in their comfort of their own homes, if their guards are down a little more than if they were on under lights at a set and no they, had to, go, they had to go to Good Morning America and they're like getting mm-hmm. prepped and they're getting the makeup and uh, like he's sitting with his coffee and he's probably just a little more relaxed and maybe a couple things come out that. Maybe usually don't. I I don't. I'm not well versed in him and his promotion of shows. I've just seen his work, so I don't know if there's a track record of him kind of spilling beans or not. We know that some people in Star Wars have done that, where they're like, "Oops, I shouldn't have said that," or
2: you know, like. Are up. there not name uh, other actors nine? doing interviews? Not episode really. nine.
0: Oh. I, I, I doubt you'll see Gina Carano doing any interviews, but. Um, Uh, Pedro Pascal, I'm surprised they haven't put him out there yet. Maybe he'll do like the late night tours via the Zoom calls or something like that. I mean, is... Yeah, yeah. and they'll bring Baby Yoda in
2: and, you know, whatever they'll do. Is he just doing these interviews because like of other things that he's... Well, he was nominated for I remember, an Emmy. Yeah, I think the Emmy thing, and then uh, I it I remember he was doing Far Cry Five. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, and or he,
2: whatever number they're on. I thought it was. Five. Is he
0: still involved with like Better Call Saul? Is that still
2: a show? Is that still going on? I don't even know. I don't, I don't
1: know. know. I think he is though.
0: Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. So I mean, maybe he's just like because he's kind of that actor that isn't like the main actor he's kind of got his foot in a lot of different properties so there he's involved in a couple different interviews so that's a good point
0: um it's like when ewan mcgregor like before the announcement of kenobi anytime he did anything he <laughs> would get the kenobi question so
1: would you want to play kenobi again yeah he's like, yeah Ugh. would that
2: at all be interesting to you <laughs> he's like oh my god <laughs> kill me Gotham, right. can i just tell that <laughs> um okay so the next story we got here is another hint I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to even say this, like kind of spoilery. I, I, I wouldn't really go down that route because it's kind of a leak. It's kind of, you know, it is what it is, but, um, mm-hmm. we have maybe the potential of another hint that to, Tamara Morrison is actually going to be playing Boba Fett in the Mandalorian, whether that's season two, season three, or I, I guess it would be season two. Um, but, uh, the main idea behind this is that there is, uh, a new Zealand, um, casting website, Uh, that you know is pretty well known for um australian it's australian yeah he's new zealand but it's from australia okay um uh that puts that you know that that uh kind of connects actors and and productions and things like that and for his particular profile uh his most recent work is playing the character boba fett in a show called the mandalorian season two specifically so, uh, whether or not that's, that's true, it's accurate, um, is always up to, you know, I guess like your own speculation. Cause there are plenty of official websites like IMDB that tend to run, um, you know, things that look very official, but are, you know, inserted wrong or, uh, placeholders for other things, whatever. Um, this is there, it exists. Um, so what do you think the possibility this is accurate, John, do you want to see him come back for season two?
0: uh yeah i mean i i you know i don't think i don't know if any of us are the biggest boba fett fans but um i i i'd like to see it and you know people are always a lot of people are saying oh they should get um uh who's daniel logan yeah thank you they should get daniel logan to play boba fett the only person who can canonically play an adult boba fett is tamira morrison because a clone is a copy. Of the original person. And Boba Fett it was... Is? It is? What? But, yes, right? Remember when people were like, oh, maybe this person's a clone of Palpatine. It's like, they'd have to look exactly like Chief Palpatine. Uh, but yeah, Boba is an unaltered, direct clone of Jango Fett. Now, they would have to do some age issues because um, he would have to only be in his 40s and Tamaro is uh, 60, I think. But I don't even think... He, we may not even see him with his helmet off. Or they could de-age him... 10 years or whatever they need to do. but I, I, Or it's just his voice and it's a completely it different actor. could just be his voice and then they could use him in other voices as well as we know, you know, if other people surface who may or may not be rumored just show up. But um, I'd be down to see the return of the Fett. Why not, right? A different uh, little jilted Boba Fett who's missing his armor and, you know, we hear rumors about other people who may be stealing his armor. There's a lot of potential stories that could be told and that could be a new interesting way of opening up the humanization of Boba Fett. Whereas in the original trilogy, he was pretty much an action figure with a couple of lines and you hit the button and he talks and he just does these things. There there was no human element to Boba Fett. Uh, in the prequels, you get a little bit of that. The kid, you know, was a little bit, you know, Daniel Logan was a little wooden with the acting. I, I can't really blame him for that. Uh, but I think now you could really see an older Boba Fett who's kind of, you know, up against it and he's down on his luck. And that could be an interesting layer added to that character to make maybe even someone like me adorn myself to him so uh i'd be down with that more than other rumored people uh who may be appearing in the show um especially because he has the ties with the mandalorian armor he really is the first mandalorian by non-canon tradition he was that's what mandalorians were based on the look of boba fett who was the first one to arrive in the holiday special of course back in the day so um yeah i think this could be cool but again as i wrote in the article you know these sites, uh, while I believe they're very valid, they're kind of like an IMDb where there can be some false credits and stuff in there. So until we get see him on screen or anything like that, we gotta you know take it easy and not assume that this means he's in. Because I know a lot of headlines and stuff said this confirms it or this confirms that Boba Fett's in the show. To me, it doesn't. But that's just my assessment on it. Lacey, do you believe it?
1: I don't know. I I tend to. Look at everything online until I see it as like a, a rumor. Um, I, if he's in it, great. If he's not, okay. I mean, Boba Fett doesn't really do anything for me. Um, but I'm pumped for all the people that really do love him that will get to see him in the show. That'll be great. Um, but I mean, John kind of covered everything there of all the ins and outs of the story of he might be in the show. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean okay. So let's put it this way, if if this is correct, his uh his listing also says Boba Fett, not Boba Fett slash um Captain Rex or mm. something like that. Mm. So this also if this is in fact true, then you probably are not getting him as Rex.
0: Yeah. Matt that's what I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I mm. just go
1: back to the article with um entertainment weekly where gina crano said some are true some are not so this might be one of those ones that's true and then captain rex is the one that's not
0: and unless he could play he could voice captain rex for a brief period and not get um not be credited for it because they don't want to pay him Mm -hmm. for a dual role so Mm -hmm. that type of thing maybe wouldn't appear on this type of thing because it's not an official credited um role like what if captain yeah, rex maybe. rolls up with one or two lines and they're like well we're not paying you for that as um an acting credit you know so there's, there's mm. a lot of hmm, things that come into play here but we're so close to it coming um, out
2: it surprises me that you know more people aren't open to the idea of boba fett they're like "Ah, whatever because but they love the mandalorian i'm like the mandalorian basically is boba fett are that's you like saying the me? Idea because of- that's
1: what i just said <laughs>
2: I know yeah but <laughs> that, I'm kind of like coming off of that I'm like you her. know <laughs> I, I I feel like it, it's it's hard to be like you know I'm not the biggest Boba Fett fan I'm like well you know if you like the Mandalorian then you probably are a big Boba Fett fan you just haven't seen him you know do it yet
1: but they're I don't different know if I agree with that because they're different people they have yeah. different personalities different situations different stories you can like one and not the other. People mm-hmm. like one trooper and not the other trooper.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I guess. All right. Um, well, I don't know. For in, in my personal opinion, I, don't, I do. You think he's in the show? I, pr- I, th- I think he's probably in the show. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I didn't follow up on this website to like really dive through and try to figure it out. But I, I just feel like. The only thing that surprises me about that listing is the fact that it hasn't been taken down. What's the um I, I feel like somebody says that, then someone at Disney is like, yo. <laughs> I just cl- No, do not list that. That is part of our plot. That is part of our release. What's it called? Ryan. Showcast.com? I think so. Showcast.com and uh and i don't know i mean i i think that it it probably is true but um i i imagine that it's probably maybe it is something so simple as far as like he voiced lines and you know that's about all that it is and so disney isn't really that worried about it they already kind of hinted that boba fett's in the show fans have already kind of put that together and then it's just it's just a couple lines, so of course it would be him if it was anybody. I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe it's not that big of a deal. Hmm. Yeah. Are you looking something up, John?
0: Yeah, I'm going to look up Matt Smith to see if they credit him as Palpatine on Showcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> I really was, but you know what's funny? It's Showcast.com.au, and I typed in yeah. Showcast.com, and it took me to just some site to download a Flash player, and I think I just gave my computer a crippling
1: virus
2: <laughs> oh it's like it's like uh it's like streaming uh showtime i'm screwed show cast yeah. yeah they're like click here to
0: see the smallest the largest baby ever born i'm like what what is
2: this <laughs> <laughs>
0: um um i'll get back in the matt smith thing but yeah
2: okay yeah i mean i don't even know if he would be on that way he australian
0: <laughs> I, I, at no. this point he might as well be yeah. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I don't
2: think there's anything more to say to this. Lacey, you have anything extra to add? No.
1: Boba Fett's overrated.
2: Boba Fett's overrated. How about that? Well, we can get to the we can get to these other stories I love uh, the that we might Yeah, John, you can pop back in if you want to later. Um, ILM uh, last week featured a video that was uh, kind of a, a mini documentary, if you will, on the on creating the Razor Crest for the Mandalorian. Um, very very cool video. Uh, just really kind of broke down all the, the ins and outs of how this process went down, including, and I felt really special when I was watching it because they were like, well, we got the news that we wanted to sh- uh, show some clips at Celebration, and they showed like clips of John Favreau introducing it and stuff, and I was like, I was there. I
1: bet if you pause <laughs> yeah. it,
0: you
2: could see felt, like, really the cool. back of Lacey's head.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if anyone out there... Can find that video if you can successfully locate Lacey Gillerin's head.
1: Just look for the big thing of popcorn in
0: the mm-hmm. video. We you're the winner, and you win absolutely nothing. But uh, <laughs> you're, you're the one. We've been giving away a lot of stuff. Okay, absolutely give, um, nothing. You, you win nothing, but you're, you're uh, the best at uh, the where's Lacey
2: instead of where's Waldo? Where's Lacey?
1: Mm.
2: Lacey, did we learn anything new with this video? I think
1: I absolutely loved this video i think it's my favorite story of the week in our show today um it was about 17 minutes long and i was just tuned in the whole time i loved every single interview every single clip the whole process i loved seeing all these people talk about how they joined ilm and and lucasfilm in the 80s for building models and stuff
0: i like doug chang's earring
1: Doug Chang's earring, <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking about uh, you know the process of doing all this stuff in CG now, and they didn't have that back then. The capabilities, so they did models, and then now they're coming back now, and they're like, wait, do we still remember how to do this? And then you have John Knoll. The John Knoll is like, let me go into my shop and just make some track. (laughs) Like, he has nothing more important to be doing right now. (laughs) He's like, nah, I got this. So it shows him with his little workshop apron on. It was so fun. Um, And then I love how they have their own miniature department, like the Mandalorian miniatures unit. I want a shirt with that on it, like, so bad. Um, And Yeah, James, I agree. It was just super, super cool to see them be like, so this is really great, which I get this at work sometimes. I'm sure other people too. It's like, this is really great. We want to show this to everyone now, even though it's not done. So if you can just render Mm -hmm. this out, we can just show it. And you're like, what? We need like five weeks. And they're like, you have two. And the fact that they were so pumped to show it at Celebration to fans kind of made me feel great as a star wars fan because you're like here they are working their butts off just Mm -hmm. to show us this clip because they're so proud of it and it just is very interesting that they're like yeah favreau loved it so then he was like okay so i need this clip for celebration which goes back to what we were saying is like he really didn't want to show a lot so i think this was something that he could show that wasn't giving anything away it was just the Mm -hmm. ship itself yeah, it was more
2: about the theme of, like, this is how we're doing things Right, over we're here. doing
1: it old school, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool to see, like, all the people that came through. Like, you see a lot of clips of Kathleen Kennedy going through and looking at the ship and the way it moved and how they built their own rigs that made specific, uh, specific movements. I think the coolest thing out of all the technology that they built was when they needed... The ship, which of course they're like, John Favreau wants it to be this shiny aluminum. And they're like, that shows everything Mm -hmm. and is kind of hard to light if it's not in space because space, you have certain lights. Um, Mm -hmm. But when they built the little tent out of foam core that they then projected images up onto and then they had the ship inside of that. So that's what they were shooting in. And they said that it looks so cool that you can't really tell what's the CG and what's the model because. They actually took images of the model and then used that for the CG. So it was just kind of cool because usually it goes the other way, but this way mm-hmm. they're like, no, we went physical to CG. Overall, yeah. I just loved R- it. I got to go back and watch it again. It was just that good.
2: That particular thing reminded me of the Galaxy's Edge Millennium Falcon when they yeah. were like, this is officially the real Falcon. And from now on, anytime it's ever used in any sort of like computer generated fashion, yeah. this will be the official model for it. I- um, mm-hmm. I liked being
0: reminded Good. of the re the only reason um Favreau had them make the miniature so that he can keep it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I yeah. knew you were gonna from, bring that From up. gallery? So like funny. I forgot yeah. I forgot. Yeah.
2: I forgot about that. Did, now,
0: and was, he
1: name drops Del Toro. He's like, Del Toro right. told me once yeah, that if you make back, a model back
2: when I was hanging out with my friend
1: <laughs> my buddy, Del Toro. My buddy yeah. Guillermo.
0: Um yeah. we were I'm we so were so down like, th- we were down at the food truck when I was getting inspiration for my movie Chef and uh we were talking about these right. miniature ships. No, but um, was that the panel, Lacey, I don't know if you would know because you were up front, but uh, James, was that the panel where we saw Doug Chang getting escorted out because they didn't think he belonged there? I believe it was, yes.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> and he's in the video. <laughs> he's, the,
0: he's the guy who's the reason for the video and they were escorting him out because they, he, they didn't think he belonged there.
1: How embarrassing! If I so much yeah, you
0: it, and he was polite. so polite to them that he's like, "Okay, you can walk me out. I won't embarrass you." I think in front it was just people. I'll talk to you in the hallway, and then he yeah. yeah. walked back out.
2: <laughs> I mean that that kind of stuff happens all the time. I know, like nobody wants to see that, but like <laughs> as like the when I was in the band, like that happened to me. Like I'm. I'm allowed through here. This is my show that that I'm supposed to be on stage. I got out in the crowd. The security guard pulled me off and they're like, get out of here, kid. And it's like, I'm in the band. I'm currently performing. Let me back on stage. I, like, I know what you're trying to do, but instead I'm in the band and they're like, okay. And they let me oh. through and then. Yeah, maybe they're not. I mean, it's all about confidence, really. But in this particular case, yeah, I think it was just a confusion. He's like, how do I get over there? And they're like, well, you need a pass. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Nobody gave me a pass. So I'm going to go to um, the next. You'd like, be I amazed
1: don't know. at these events how many people just like either act like they're supposed to be somewhere and get by a bunch yeah, of security guards absolutely. or just lie yeah. their way to get in.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's all about confidence. Like if you're just like, you, you know where you're going, like you just can walk past people. I was that person that would, person that would like, you know, dreams. Just be like yeah. <laughs> I can't be here. I'm gonna go <laughs> no, to the
0: next like when like that makes sense. Music festival start again. I'm gonna go to like the next Blink one eighty two concert and be like, I'm the guitar player. I'm back and it's my <laughs> time to take the stage. <laughs>
2: He's not in the band anymore. I know, but I'm I'm the new guy. I'm the new Tom. Oh, oh god. Oh well, no, that's idea what you're the about. <laughs> the the new Tom is the guy from um Alcohol right? yeah, right? Yeah. yeah Yeah. anyway uh marvel released vader number five and it has vader visiting padme's Uh, tomb and learning a little bit more about her demise um anything you guys want to say about this one because i just kind of was like yeah i mean this is the typical stuff out of the regular of the vader comics not good or bad it's just it is it is what it is no good no good you didn't like it no good
1: is this the one where they think that anakin was killed by darth vader like that's part of it is like they blame Anakin and Darth Vader for Padme's death, but then they also say that Darth Vader killed Anakin.
0: Uh, yeah. th- this is where this is following that, that, um, the clickbait in- click inducing tease that he sees Padme, but it's really Sabe. Um, ah. and now she accompanies him, which I find weird. Mm-hmm. Like, that is so weird. I'm sorry that Darth Vader is taking a handmaiden from Padme and, and and going to search out what happened, and then he you know he gets tormented by Kenobi. It's almost like a Maul story, a Darth Maul story that they gave to Darth Vader with the <laughs> Kenobi torture. But um, I don't like this. I don't like this tormented Vader thing, and he's conflicted. Like I get that once he like encounters Luke, but I I do not like the over emoing of darth vader that they've been doing in the comics it downplays vader the villain you don't need to beat us over the head that this guy had conflicts in his life and his choices and regrets and all that stuff like it's like it's like in the jaws movie when you know in the sequels when you see the the shark 90 percent of the frames of the movie as opposed to in the first movie you see it for like eight minutes less is Hmm. more sometimes and i don't need this like I'm not trying to slam the writers. I would sign up to write a Darth Vader book too. And how much can you write about Darth Vader uh, without diving into the psychological aspect of it? I get it. But man, if I wrote a Vader book, it'd be all evil Vader. And that's, I think that's that's the Vader we need more than, than this. Rogue One Vader. Yeah, I, I get the artistic aspect of it and going for the psych element, but... That, it's not for me. I know a lot of people who really dig that and um, they like the idea of, oh, when Vader's not in front of people, he's tortured and he's in his chamber and mm-hmm. he's having visions and Palpatine's preying on that. I, I, I get it. Trust me. It's not, be, it, it's not over my head, but it ain't my thing, man
2: yeah I mean for me I could go either way on, on how they handle it I mean I understand your point of view like you don't get to that point until you get to Luke but also I, I'm okay with the way that they do it because generally with all of these stories where they showcase his like weaker points he always comes back at the end and he's like but that was in the past and he like starts chopping people's heads off mm-hmm. and so it's like you, you kind of understand that like Vader from the outside and what people see is like it's this thing and that is ultimately what he has decided he wants to be um no matter what goes on in your head because you sometimes you just can't get rid of what's what you're thinking or what pops up in your head and if you have to get into someone's internal thoughts you're probably going to get into like how he's thinking about these these things that happened but then he just like squashes them like he just squashes the memory and says forget it you know i don't i don't I, that's not me anymore i don't care about that stuff yeah so i don't know i'm kind of i'm i understand where you're coming from um Solo composer John Powell announces new extended deluxe edition uh, of his score. So long story short, if you got the soundtrack to Solo and you were like, "Wait a minute, this soundtrack's only like 30 minutes long. Where the heck did all the songs go? Where is the Duel of Fates like little thing at the end?" Um, this is the long version. Um, it will yeah. include a couple like side tracks, like uh, the full, like a full version of. Uh, chicken in the pot and other stuff like that but long story short (laughs) it is like the beginning to end version of the solo score and it will have all those things that john powell worked on um yeah i mean that that's basically it lacy anything to add to this you said you you seem excited about chicken in the pot
1: i want the green guy he wasn't really in the version on that they have on spotify right now like the voice that they have (laughs) in the (laughs) movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want it
2: that Yeah, I have said on record before if you guys watch the show regularly. I love it. I (laughs) I don't hate it. Just the one with the high pitched voice is better musically. I like it. It appeals to me better. And then when I got in the movie, I was like, oh, his voice is low. I don't know why they did that.
1: I think it was originally low and then they made it higher after the fact. Because the character, I think the other way around. No, because the character is named after a guy that has a lower voice, like in real life. He's named after Louis Prima, hmm. the singer, who has a lower voice.
2: I just that could. I mean, I mean,
0: can we can we celebrate the fact that John Powell? Liberally uses "Make Solo 2 Happen" in all of his he posts. He uses
1: it all the time. I love it. He he
0: he announces this deluxe version of the solo soundtrack and uses "Make Solo 2 Happen" in that.
1: <laughs> Disney's like, and, John, come on.
2: And you know, you know what? I know, right? But. I don't know why they wouldn't, though. Like, why would Disney be mad that. No, I don't know. they're promoting
1: I'm just, making I'm just sequels. Poking fun. That's someone at Disney's. like... You got to <laughs> think,
2: though. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying
0: this means anything because it really doesn't. But the fact that they're making the effort to release a new edition of a product from Solo is not a bad sign. Um, I think that's very cool that they're starting to pick up on that fans really do like this movie. And I think this is not. There's going to be more more of this, I think. I
1: honestly think fans that were unhappy with the last Jedi and fans that were unhappy with The Rise of Skywalker can both fall back on that they liked Solo and it was yeah. underappreciated. And yeah. I think I'm seeing more of that. Like now.
0: they're releasing I've never heard of this uh at least I could be wrong. I know there's been different versions of the John Williams stuff, but releasing a deluxe extended edition of a score uh, I don't remember that happening with any of the recent movies anyway. So I find Put it this. On vinyl. I find this interesting. I would buy a vinyl. I mean, you I'm sure going to listen to it on Spotify, of course, because I have the Spotify premium subscription. But
2: did you see that vinyl recently broke? It, it made more money than CDs. That makes
0: sense. Really?
1: Yeah, because people yeah, buy it
0: recently. more for the, the cool. art and the collective classic mm-hmm. uh, element it of it. It sounds but,
1: better.
2: I don't know. I think this is great. Yeah. Um, there is. a, uh, I've always wondered this too. Cause like I, I like that scene in return of the Jedi where they pass the stairs and it's Luke and Darth and they're fighting. There's a particular movement of music there. And if you go to the like official soundtrack, that's on like Apple music. And I'm sure every other one, Spotify you know, Amazon, all those it's, it's gotta be like the same CD or whatever, but it's not on there. That piece of music d- it does not exist. Um, And so I'm like, well, where do you get that? And it's been a little while. And then I thought the same thing when solo came out too. I was like, where's the Duel of fates thing. It's gotta be here somewhere. And it isn't, and it isn't on the soundtrack. So when they announced this, I was like, yeah, like, why don't all movies have this? I, I, I'm, I'm, I am not sure what is going on and why specifically solo would get this other than potentially maybe it's a John Powell thing. Maybe John Powell wrote it into his contract that like, Hey, it is what it is. Um, cause Gio did that too. Um, he was unable to do what he does with all of his scores. And then later he had to like, um, kind of privately rename all the tracks, Hmm. uh, how you know he w- would have named him if he had full rights to it or whatever but maybe this is like i said a john powell thing where like it was written into the contract that hey i'm gonna write all this music but when when all said and done at some point we're going to release all the full version of all of my work i don't know
1: he's yeah. got a really good instagram by the way so mm. make sure to check it out and on Make all to happen day he did tweet about makes all to happen so mm. Very yeah good
2: um very last thing to talk about here real quick is that um, Mando Mondays was officially announced by Shop uh, what is it D- disney.shop or shop Disney. Give I, us money dot
0: Disney dot cash. I think is the uh, <laughs> Yeah basically the baby
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah so right. in ac- in accordance with uh, the the new episodes as they drop the following Monday will be a new set Of merchandise that you can purchase uh, that is related, potentially related to that episode. So you see a new character in episode three. Maybe they announce his like pop vinyl, pop figure, like the that following Monday or something along those
0: lines. Ultimate, I don't know. Like gift shop after the ride thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. basically.
2: Thanks for enjoying chapter
0: nine of the Mandalorian. Make your exit through the gift shop and buy all the things you just saw on the ride. Very yeah, Disney. we didn't
2: talk about that, but it, but uh, Mandalorian is apparently uh, making first episode of season two, chapter nine. Yeah. Which I think so we expected right
0: that that would be the case, right?
2: It could could very well have. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, unless Lacey has anything else to add on Mando Mondays, that's it for the news. And we're going to be heading into the Patreon pod race.
1: I don't know what I'm going to buy yet before everyone asks me. I don't know. But I will probably buy a lot of stuff. But I did make the joke that Mando Monday should just be hot pictures of the Mandalorian. So mm. I'll be celebrating that every Monday. What's
2: a hot picture of the Mandalorian?
1: Just him being hot.
2: In his full armor? Yeah. No, it's like him like with a handkerchief like no,
1: wiping like his helmet. Hot, like strutting. Just so hot. Is,
2: is Boba Fett hot then?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. All right.
1: All right, it's time for the Patreon pod race. This is the segment where we bring in some people from our Patreon, so... There are tons of ways that you can support us. You can like, comment, subscribe to YouTube and uh, comment on this video. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN. You can follow us on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Or if you want more than that, including exclusive content, mailings, Discord servers, and much more, you can head over to Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. And we have different tiers, starting at $2. And you can go all the way up to the top. And as you move up in the ranks, you get more access and more cool stuff every, literally every day <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I post too much. Anyway. Alright, so before we get started, this segment is specifically for our generals, which is our top tier, and it's a chance for them to be a part of the show. So first I want to say thank you to our generals, so thank you to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Kendall Gelnar. Thank you guys so much for your support, it means so much to us. This week is a rotating slot. So we're getting someone Ooh. different in. Uh, we have General David, a.k.a. General Greybeard. That's him. Of the Beard Squadron. The Beard oh, Squadron. The him, <laughs> him
0: and then there's just General Beard.
1: Yeah, of the Resistance broadcast, or our Beard Squadron. So confusing. Squadron. All right. So the question was, what do you hope to see most in season two of The Mandalorian? So David, take it away.
3: What's up, TRB? Hey, it's David Probus, aka General Greybeard, here with uh, my buddy Tiny. Say hi, Tiny. Hi, Tiny! So sarcastic. Anyway, so let's talk Mando. I think the thing that I'm most excited for, Mando, is uh, Moff Gideon. I'm intrigued by that character. Um, I just love how ruthless he is, and we only got to see him for a little bit. And so I really want to just explore who he is, how he got the dark you know how he ties into this whole thing, and uh, and I just uh, I mean I love Giancarlo Esposito. I think he's just an awesome actor. Dude plays an awesome bad guy. So uh, that's my take on it. Okay, Tiny. Okay, I'll tell him. Tiny says, <clears throat> Tiny says, make Solo 2 happen. See y'all later. Say bye, Tiny.
1: Bye. Nice job, David. I loved your baby Yoda. Oh. Obvi. Uh John, what did you think of his answer?
2: You mean tiny, Lacey. Tiny.
1: I just <laughs> I've given up. <laughs>
2: um I've given up.
0: Yeah, I mean you know what my answer is. I'm Moff Gideon is my guy. You know, I'm all in on Gideon for season two. Um I'm giddy for Gideon, as they would say.
1: <laughs> um, what?
0: giddy up
2: they being nobody Uh,
0: no but I agree with you David Uh, more Moff Gideon Giancarlo Esposito is great I feel like we're on the same page with that so great answers and great use of uh, supporting cast there very popular uh, little character that you got there with you so um, thanks for for doing that great job man see you on the next rotating slot and of course I'll see you on the uh, Patreon Admirals and Generals call uh, which is
2: Thursday.
1: Next Thursday, the first. James.
2: Um. Yeah. No. I mean. I. I think. I'm. I'm with you here too. I think. Like. Uh. You know. We're. We're probably going to talk a little bit more on Thursday about. You know. Moff Gideon and the, and the villain aspect of it. But. Uh, but yeah. I think that's. That's kind of what we all are hoping to see. Um. I don't know if Lacey shares the same opinion, but. Uh, um. I definitely love that Baby Yoda. Yeah. Love that tiny.
1: Give me all the bad guys. I love the bad guys. Uh, good job, David. I love your baby Yoda. Yep. Thank you. T- what?
2: <laughs> t- I said thank you.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying thank you to me. Uh, no. Thank you. I was really confused. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Going off the rails here. Great answer, David. Uh, but now you've made it so that you have to do every video with baby Yoda. So mm-hmm. you're welcome. Thank you. Awesome. Now Facts. we're going to go stop. We're going to go to John mm-hmm. to hear from other people from the TRB community. John? Thank you. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> it's time for Ask the Resistance.
1: I've been wondering, what are
2: chlorians?
0: Okay. You submitted your questions on Twitter. We uh Usually, you ask for them and you pop them in the replies, or anytime you want to ask one, you could just use hashtag ask the resistance. I'll click on that hashtag, find it, and we'll get you on the show and we'll talk about them. So, uh, thanks to everyone who has been submitting them. Uh, really adds to the show. It sometimes sparks things that we never even thought about discussing, so we really appreciate that. This week, we have a good slate here. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Andrew Staley, one of our generals on uh, Patreon. What's up, Andrew? At deuce underscore Staley. Um, big Ray fan, so this is not a surprise. Here, he asked, "Had Ray been a Kenobi? Do you think that would have diminished some of the negativity towards Ray and the sequel trilogy?" Lacey, I know you wanted Ray Kenobi, so what do you think? I
1: did. Hey, Andrew, hope you're doing well. You're the best. Um, great question. I think it's kind of a two-parter here in the sense of if Ray was a Kenobi, I think it would. Have made things a little bit better only because then it seems like there was some semblance of a plan from TFA to the end. Um, I think we've seen a lot of evidence that there wasn't really a plan and it was kind of just going with each movie, which happens in movie making. I get it. You know, Ryan Johnson kind of threw everything out with Ray as a nobody. And that kind of feeds into my second part of my answer, which is a lot of people really liked Ray Nobody. I know I was a real big fan of it because it meant that like anybody could be a Jedi. Anybody can do the right thing. Anybody can have that power to really make a difference in the galaxy. Um, So once that decision was made, I really connected with that. So then to go back and be like, no, she's actually related to this person. It was just a little confusing. So I don't know if it would make fandom appreciate the sequel trilogy more In the sense that I feel like people are always going to have opinions. But for me personally, I would have loved to see Ray be a Kenobi because then you're connecting the Skywalkers with the Kenobi's again, like with the prequels. And it kind of brings all the movies together in a way that I personally really liked. So that's my answer.
0: Right on. Mm. Very good. All right. Uh, Next up, uh, James, this one's going to go your way. This is from R2Katie at R2Katie. She actually builds pink. R2-D2 units uh, in honor of uh, a girl who passed away from cancer. Mm -hmm. So this is a really good thing that she does here, and uh, we appreciate her submitting a question to TRB. Thanks, Katie. Um, So Katie asked, uh, do you think there will be a funny, friendly droid in the Mandalorian's future, um, or would that be too perfect? So I guess she means in Din Djarin's future, like kind of like a... (laughs) Yeah,
1: um,
2: I I think... I think leaning towards that too perfect it, because just, I, I do think it's going to happen. I think, um, I think they need some sort of levity because we recently did our, uh, Patreon, like resistance officers, uh, access to the, um, what, what do you call it? Commentary on, yeah, season one, episode one. And we got to relive IG 11 and just how funny that character actually is. Oh my God. And I think that's a huge, um, I think that's a huge aspect to the Mandalorian that often gets overlooked because we think about the, the gunslinger and how cool it is and baby Yoda and stuff like that. But there is definitely this like laugh out loud, um, fun that you have with the show. And now that IG 11 is, is gone. I don't know if they will, (sighs) They, they won't do this because it's too close, obviously, to Baby Yoda, but like the Groot, Baby Groot thing, like they <laughs> it's it, maybe it's not IG-11, but they brought him back somehow. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's always some sort of possibility, but I, I do think um, that whether I mean, I would I would imagine it would they would probably do a droid, but it could very well just be a new comic relief uh, alien or, or some you know, new character to bring in because they have to fill that gap in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, good answer there. Uh, and thank you, Katie. Um, all right, next one, uh, geeky gator crocodile at the mm-hmm. underscore geeky gator. Uh, what is going on? Are you from what's, what was that? Uh, Florida, New Orleans. <laughs> what is that? Florida with all the, got the gators,
1: gators, is it Florida, Florida, oh, Florida. Oh, like
0: the Everglades, right? Florida. Yeah, Everglades is part of Florida, and that's where all the gators are. Yeah. Alright. Uh, maybe he's like, he's like I'm from Boston. <laughs> I, I just like gators. Um, Alright, Geeky Gator, here's the deal. You're asking, Will, with Liam Neeson's recent compliments towards the prequel trilogy, what are some of your favorite aspects of the three films? Mine would have to be the lightsaber fights and seeing a full Jedi Order. I, I aside from the fight between Maul, Kenobi, and Qui-Gon, I don't like. Qui-Gon. gon -Gon I do not like (laughs) the lightsaber fights in the prequel trilogy, besides that one. I actually think they were a little too dance-based. So I'm going to disagree with you there. But I think, and this may be an odd answer, my favorite part of the prequel trilogy is the overall story itself. Uh, I think George Lucas told a really great cohesive story Uh, in terms of how Palpatine came into power and how Anakin fell and that whole deal. I don't know that he executed it as well as he could have had he brought in better scriptwriters. I think Lawrence Kasdan could have done a heck of a job nailing home some scripts for him. Uh, As J.W. Rensler said, maybe bring in some other writers and some other directors, but George wanted to do his thing and, and do everything, and that's okay. He's George Lucas. It's his story, right? So I think my favorite part overall of the prequel trilogy is the overall story itself, the big picture. Um, and then um, in terms of like anything else from the three movies as a collective, I don't know. I guess just the fact that it's George Lucas's last uh, gift to us as Star Wars fans from a movie perspective. Um, I think that's something that uh, we have to appreciate because... He's not coming back to do any more. So obviously he did the Clone Wars stuff with Filoni. But, Yet. Uh, yeah, he's, no, he's coming, taking over Cassian with the latest rumor. Um, no, but yeah, I think the overall story, what George, George Lucas has always been such a great storyteller. Um, his stories with Indiana Jones and everything. So um, I think that's got to be my favorite part of it. Um, so I hope that's a good enough answer for you. Um, all right, one more, guys. We're going to do this, uh, the three of us together. From Andre... Because I had this on the notes for last week, and we went way over last week, so we're going to nail this one out now. Uh, Andre Rios at onrios725. Do you think at some point we might see Force Ghost Yoda communicating anyway with Baby Yoda? Uh, He said, I can't see it happening yet, but I feel like at some point a connection might appear. So what do you guys think? Lacey, why don't you start with this one?
1: Hey, Andre. How's it going? Um, I'm going to say yes because i like yoda and i want to see it happen
0: yeah that's that's a good answer right there james no because yoda's dead <laughs> force goes, yoda man nah right. um i want to see it i i think that's a fan service thing that works versus a luke skywalker appearance um <laughs> Like seeing Yoda communicate with another one of his species would make sense to me, especially if it, he's clearly another force-sensitive being. Um, so I would love to see it, and you know how much more we're going to get a Frank Oz is doing Yoda, and that'd be an opportunity to do it. So you got to love that, uh, and bringing back the puppet too. Like you got to do that. Which
1: so. they've already made for the Last Jedi. You know that puppet sitting in a box somewhere.
0: Yeah, they're they're not throwing in the. A- in the trash bin like they did after empire <laughs> or Return of the jedi so i don't know I, I would love to see it i don't know if they will but uh, i i think that'd be it could be a very special scene especially um knowing how uh Favreau tells stories so um sure what james sure oh. <laughs> all right so that's it thanks for all your questions again if you want to submit them uh twitter at rbatswnn or just you know use the hashtag AskTheResistance, the resistance or you can email us resistancebroadcast at gmail.com if you're a little shy you're not a social media person good for you uh but that takes us to the end of the show so i want to thank everybody for listening and watching being a part of trb a lot of people said they recently found us through recommended videos on YouTube, so is YouTube actually showing us to Whoa. people? Whoa, is that actually happening now? So if <laughs>
2: no, if this is yours, no way.
0: If this is your first time watching us on YouTube, welcome. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we have two episodes every week, Mondays and Thursdays, and coming up in about a month, the Mando Fan Show on Fridays uh, here on the YouTube channel. But also, you can find us on audio. That's really where most of our audience still is, actually. So uh, Spotify, Podbean. Uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you like your audio podcast. Oh, also now Amazon Music, too. So anywhere you prefer Hmm. to get your podcasts, uh, follow us or subscribe to us there. It's free. And get your episodes from us there. Uh, Make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news reviews, editorials, information, and a lot of good stuff. Uh, Teespring.com slash stores slash... Resistance Broadcast. Um, There should be some pins still available for Make Solo 2 Happen, I hope. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on with that. We have a limited (laughs) supply of those, so grab your Make Solo 2 Happen pin, your Make Solo 2 Happen merch, and all of our designs over there, uh, including the Mando Fan Show, which, uh, like I just said, is coming back October 30th. Um, You guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey. um, Tweeting weird things. Uh, The later the night gets, the more abstract my thoughts get so that's where to to really get entertained by me i guess but and starwarsnewsnet.com uh james
2: it's monday morning john i don't know what you're talking about what for me <laughs> you can uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at meyer trunks and at my home hanging up my special mandalorian season two japanese poster actually i don't know if it's japanese but it's some foreign language it's and japanese. it looked really cool i'm pretty sure it is japanese because it was from the star wars whatever nice um yeah I, I loved the poster so i bought it like immediately very cool right on lacy
1: People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin, and get ready and make sure you're tuned to Star Wars Net on Thursday because I'm chatting with the people from Hasbro and I'm getting down to why they haven't made a Ray Skywalker lightsaber yet. I'm asking yeah, it. They answer it's that. happening. Let's let's see what the answer let's is. Let's
0: find the truth.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and Ben right. Solo merch, obvi.
0: Right. So, I want to believe. So we will be back with everyone on Thursday where we're gonna discuss whether or not, finally, is he the chosen one? Is Moff Gideon going to solve the Star Wars villain problem? We're gonna have a good time discussing that and of course, more other fun topics, as we always do, right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.
1: Bye. It's <laughs>